Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Like, uh, here, here was I thinking that Hangman's the devil, but Swerve! Nothing? That's actually quite good. Yeah, it is quite, it good. Is quite good. Swerve Strickland's now thrown his name in the hat as possible people who could be the devil. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luco in DAD. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast on the WrestleTalk Podcast channel. If you haven't already, please press the subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below with who you think is the devil. The, the sort of suspects list grows longer every day or week. And send in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars before the end of the show. Omega chats in in honor of Kenny Omega as opposed to more of a jokely version. Get better soon, Kenny. I know we, yeah. uh, we had a good long giggle at your segment last week. As it turns out, the reason why you seemed so uninterested in it is because you were very unwell. You were dying. <laughs> you you were really, really... You had to be hospitalized because you were nearly dying. Yeah. And it doesn't, we... ex- doesn't excuse Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> we sat here and made fun of your bad promo. <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, I think I think it was you that said. I think we've just got to come to terms with it. Kenny's uh, bad in AEW, but sometimes people are just bad. Like, like Chris Jericho was in that segment. <laughs> anyway, right. Uh, the the sort of major development on this episode, beside it being the finale of the group stage of the Gold, gold. League. Yeah, I'm annoyed that I've only started just doing that. It was very fun in the edited video because I've been doing Gold member yeah. Gold when. Gold. Gold is a lot more fun. Yeah. Uh, maybe less tired. <laughs> so that that happened, and, you know, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll even cover a bit of Swerve Strickland because he advanced in this. Mm-hmm. And then we have some devil segments. We have We Hear from MJF and Samoa Joe in the ring. Joe's accusing Max of being the devil. Max is accusing Joe of being the devil, which is ridiculous because that would be very obvious in the devil's body shape. And the devil challenged them to ROH tag team title shots next week. It is next week, isn't it? Because next week is New Year's Smash, mm. uh, I believe. And so, yeah, they're going to be uh, in an ROH tag title match next week. Are you of the opinion? I'm off Twitter these days. I've, I've deleted the app and I'm, just, I'm, I'm done with it now. Um, so I don't really know what much. You're on X, though. <laughs> so I don't know what much of the reaction is. Um, but, you know, I, I saw some of the chat when we started this, the stream live. And then I was like, oh, I'll just have a quick check, see you know what people are talking about. You know, I just Twitter into the the old URL bar on a on a on my Mac, and I was like, I see what people are talking about. And it appears as if people are kind of done with this storyline mm. and are ready for it to be over. We spend so many years asking for long term storytelling, and then when a storytelling a story takes a little while to tell, we're like, nah, I'm bored with this now. Well, you know, I it depends on the story. Bloodline story, I you know I, I love that that's long term. Uh, Adam Cole and MJF, I love that that's long term. But not all stories can go on for two years because sometimes there is a 
story that is being told long term mm -hmm. or a story that's being a long time to tell. Yeah. And with the devil, because there's so much intrigue behind who is the devil. I, d I mean, I don't even know if there's intrigue anymore. I'm just like, well, who could it be? Mm -hmm. I'm more of that. Rather than be excited to see the reveal, I feel like they're slowly booking themselves into a corner of raised expectations. I also think it doesn't help that the Putty Patrol don't particularly feel like yeah. effective like goons. Like The goon <laughs> squad are, feel a bit lame. It just makes you ask too many questions, doesn't it? It's like, well, if there's all of these people now, either the devil is some cult worship level status where he's a leader and he's he can make all these people do this or otherwise word would get out mm. if uh, these are hired goons yeah. one of them's gonna tell someone yeah it's, they're wrestlers if one of them is matt taven like matt, <laughs> he's, gonna, he's carrying a giraffe around with him it's gonna be yeah. very obvious that it's him or someone's gonna te text sean or text <laughs> melty you know it'll come out um and it, i but where it i i was patient with it i'm not i'm not lost my patience but I was here with interest, and now mm -hmm. I'm about here with interest. It was it was last week's Winter is Coming, when I was like, okay, we're going to get a development here. We're going to have Samoa Joe and Max wrestle this tag team match. And then it was just an angle. Mm -hmm. And thank God they did the Hangman Page stuff, because that really got me into that. And I would say I'm more into the people around the devil currently than I am in the actual devil storyline. And that's kind of why I wanted to ask, because the, the segment that we're, we're opening talking about here, the thing that got me most excited about this episode outside of the really, really good C2 action and a tremendous finale to the, this gold mm. gold league stage is that the MJF Strickland segment, it's less about the devil, and I'm more interested in Swerve Strickland going after MJF for the world title. Like yeah. that's the thing I'm really, really interested in. It wasn't MJF accusing Swerve of being the devil, or you know, uh, the Kingdom putting up signs saying Max is the devil, or even like MJF and Joe accusing each other of being the devil. It was actually just it's Swerve interacting with MJF and those two just having awesome promos against each other. Yeah, because I don't think we want to see Swerve as the devil. I don't think so. He's already got a group. He's already cool enough. Yeah, you don't need to to unveil him in that way. And I would have spotted Brian Cage. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's like under the under those morph suits. Yeah. I mean, he would have been as ineffectual as Brian Cage usually is <laughs> the, the way that he's booked. However. He helped Swerve beat Hangman. Yeah. And he did do a squash match on last week's collision. Mm -hmm. um, so just to go back to the, the actual segment. After the in-ring segment where the, the devil, just on the Tron, not in person or anything, had written... Well, I've got the actual words here i wrote them down mm -hmm. uh where can you go who can you trust next week will you accept a challenge for your roh tag team championships are you a hero max so what do you think that was next week just two members of the party patrol and they just beat them quickly well i kind of this was what i wanted last week i wanted the tag the tag match mm -hmm. to get some when you say development last week, when you say last week you mean two weeks ago Last week was Winter is Coming, wasn't it? Yeah, but that was when they did the Hangman attack. Was it not two, the same episode? Weeks, no, two weeks ago was when they attacked MJF. Because it was meant to be Joe and MJF defending the ROH tag titles. Mm. Or in a, they were in a tag match. But Joe came out and MJF was attacked yeah, backstage. Okay. So MJF, MJF missed, missed last week's, week's show. You're right. It's worse than I thought. <laughs> it, this should have happened two weeks ago, not last week. Uh, the, the, the recurring, are you a hero, Max? Where can you go? Where, who can you trust? Do you think there's any clues there? Possibly. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> uh, and then after that, backstage, because Joe accepted. Mm -hmm. And Max was I like, like that. dude, why'd you do that? And Joe very clearly explains, then we can get our hands on him. I Yeah, because Joe came out. Like, he didn't want the tag match the first time round because he wants to have Max at full health. You know, he wants him with full HP before he goes into the world title match at World's End. Um so he was actually annoyed that mm. the, the the devil is you know going to attack him. So this week he accused Max of being the devil. He was like, do you know what? Like I thought it was Hangman, but then Hangman got attacked, and I saw him get attacked. I didn't see you get attacked mm. though. So maybe these people are right, and I've been asking the right questions, but I've been accusing the wrong people. So there was some very like cool badassery Samoa Joe stuff, and it felt like they were just you know accusing each other of being it. But once the Putty Patrol attacked both of them, it was almost like it twigged, which I was like. No, it isn't Max mm -hmm. either. But what I want is to 
beat some of these dudes up. And so Max was like, look, Joe, I know you don't want to take this match. I made a promise to my best friend, Adam Cole, that we're going to defend this. And he just grabs, Joe just grabs the mic. It was like, we accept. Yeah. I thought it was a really cool moment. For it was Joe. cool. And that, that we pick up after, I think we have, we have a match and we've got a little, another little segment. And the Excalibur almost interrupts his own announcement for next week. Oh, we've got to go to the back because there's some arguments going on. Cut backstage. It's Max and it's Samoa Joe arguing over Joe accepting that ROH tag title shot. And Jeff's like, go, go away, go to your room. I don't want anything to do with you currently at the moment. Which is, you know, that's not Joe's role right now. He's like, no, I'm going to. I'm gonna be on your. I'm I'm your shadow right now to stop anyone else beating you up. Like the Chris Jericho <laughs> feud when they sung "My Shadow and Me." Yes, it's Jericho. Oh, no, it's Jericho. <laughs> Can you imagine if it, with his latest faction? No, Jericho's gonna be like, "Oh, my Kenny story's like done now." So it's call an audible tone. Call an audible. Maybe you should be me. No one will suspect it. Uh, so Max finds a hood outside of the mogul embassy's dressing room so he's like what the hell's going on here knocks on the door prince nana answers he drags out nana threatens him then swerve walks out so menacingly i love how nana's always like you so, sorry boss you know yeah. what's up boss really puts swerve at the top he's got it. Mm. Like we've said this for the last few weeks, but he has just got it. He has got that presence. He feels like a star. He feels like a legit top dude. Like the last few months have been amazing. like oh, we had our um our wrestler of the year uh show go out yesterday. Spoilers, Swerve is in the the, the top ten. And there are a few comments that are actually annoyed that Swerve's in the top ten because they don't think he should be in the top mm. ten. Um and they actually are using the Roman Reigns argument of like well, Roman hasn't really done much for the last six months. And there are a lot of people's arguments for Swerve not being in the top ten is, well, he's only done things for the last six months. But I was making the argument, shows you how great those last six months have <laughs> been for, for Swerve Strickland, that he has gone up in a lot of people's estimations yeah. in terms of like who has been one of the best performers of the year. And it's just a lot of the great work he does. And he, once he had that face-to-face, -face, and it's exactly what happened when he had the face-to-face -face with Hangman a few, like all those months ago, where I stood up in my chair and was like, yes! Finally, we're getting this swerve push, and I'm really excited because I can't, I'm like, these are people you don't see interacting a lot, mm. so I'm really excited. So when swerve went face to face with MJF, it really was this sit up moment of, yes, this is exactly what I want to see, and I cannot wait to see what these two have got to say to each other. I really like how it feels organically like a AEW main event mm. crew. Because obviously, Kenny, he came from New Japan. Chris Jericho, John Moxley, they came from WWE. Now we're five years in. I feel like AEW's at the level where they have fully homegrown stars. They were they were built and booked up through the promotion from its inception. MJF's one of them. And I know Swerve, you could, you know, was in NXT for a minute. A hot cup of coffee. <laughs> I feel like Swerve has become one of those guys. Hangman was one of those guys. So this like Hangman, Swerve, MJF, all awesome characters, great wrestlers, and all badass tweeners. Mm -hmm. They're not they're not just like full on heels and they're not full on baby faces. You could have those three guys wrestle for the next ten years in various combinations, and it will always work. Yeah, and it, it's so exciting to to watch just slowly slowly grow, but at the same time suddenly grow. And I, one of the things I've always really enjoyed about AEW, and this was in full effect in this segment here, is wrestlers using their own personal mm. histories. It's not that we only exist in these four walls. It is the journeys that we have taken to get to these four walls here. And they talked about how, you know, they used to be on the road together doing lots of traveling and stuff. MJF even at one point looks down the camera to, you know, acknowledge the cameras there and the cameras filming this to be like, you know, people might not know this, but you and I used to travel a lot from show to show and swerve made a bit of a joke about like oh yeah some of the best sleeps i ever had you're one of the best chauffeurs i could have ever hired mm. but he brings up william regal's promos with mjf where it was like you got a rejection letter from nxt and without saying as much be like i signed a contract there and it's like so while you were getting you know while you weren't getting deals i was signing contracts the line is when you get tryouts i get contracts that's it yeah and i think a lot of that stuff's really really mm -hmm. cool 
plays into MJF is all about his history as a character and this fully fleshed out character that he is. And Swerve playing into that, I thought, was was really effective. And then Swerve brought up that you don't want to face him or cross him because the last person who did that, he hung him in in front of 13,000 people, which is Hangman Page. You could also kind of maybe... Maybe it's implying that Swerve also attacked him last week, if he was, if he is the devil. Yeah. Uh, but the it's just that constant haunting presence of Hangman Page over Swerve's shoulder. Yeah. And I can't wait to see how that next their next interaction is really exciting for me. Because MJF even said that it's like it feels like you're obsessed. Mm. And he even he also made a joke about the fact that like oh you you know. Maybe you should mention wanting to win the world title some more because that's not really cringe at all. <laughs> I th- just maybe it's more on me this than Max, but Max did a few Deadpoolisms of mm. like breaking the fourth wall. Oh, nice monologue, buddy. You know those sorts of lines. Yeah, and I just thought those lines didn't work okay. super good for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just I thought, enjoyed them. Don't puncture the it. realism of this. This one. Yeah, that you should protect this interaction. I get that. I absolutely enjoyed the line of because um, Swerve said, "You know, I've been here for a while now, but you've never looked me in the eye." Mm. And MJF was like, "Well, the reason why I've not looked you in the eye is because you're not on my level. Like there are levels to this, buddy, and you're not on mine." And Swerve said, "I'm not the devil, but I will bring hell to your door." Yeah, thought that was a really, really badass line. Quite a few cool lines. Uh, Max's sort of retort before that was, "If you cross me, I'll break both your arms." And you can always swerve while you drive. And that's when Samoa Joe comes in, like, whoa, 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 whoa. So, yeah, so, I was like, so swerve while he was doing his final piece. He opened the door to reveal that Max is now outnumbered and the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage and Prince Nana are there being like, <laughs> it should, should have been Team TNA. <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> They're too busy consoling Jay Lethal. And Samoa Joe steps in to be like, Seems to be the problem here. Sheriff Joe walks in. Seems to be the problem here, fellas. And I actually had a long stare down between mm. Joe and Swerve. Again, further teasing, oh, there's a matchup you'd want, you'd like to yeah. see as well. So like within this you know, small little segment here, you had a lot of like pieces set up to be like, that's a match you want to see. That's a match you want to see. Also, on the collision side of things, Keith Lee is starting, a, he's restarting his feud <laughs> with Swerve Strickland. I don't know if Swerve's aware of this. But like... <laughs> But it's um it's Cage versus Lee. Yeah. Either on Dynamite next week or it's on Collision this Saturday. So like that's also sort of bubbling in the background of this. With the Samoa Joe, I found the Samoa Joe stare down quite interesting because it was prolonged. It did feel like ah that's the next direction. With Swerve, I it's difficult because they've got a lot of guys at the moment who who are ready to break into this main event spot, and that's a good it's a good problem to have. But then there's all these different routes you can take to get there. And it's about deciding, well, which one will have the highest chance of really pushing this this new wrestling star. And I feel, for me, Swerve not winning the Triple Crown, which means he loses next week, doesn't need to get pinned Mm -hmm. because it's a three-way. Maybe that's why it is a three-way, as I'm saying this out loud. So then what's the next thing for Swerve? Maybe it is a feud with Samoa Joe. First off, that'll be awesome. Then it also acts as a stepping stone towards Max. Yeah, because you don't want to just go straight into their Max. You know, maybe you do. Mm. Maybe that's what you want to do in the new year. I think that's too early. But you've also got that Wardlow thing that's bubbling away. There's a Hangman Page return. We're still waiting on. So there's like lots of plates being spun at the moment. And I, I, and your camp here as well. Of let's delay this swerve. Mm. We don't need to get a swerve immediately. We can kick that can down the road a little bit and then really build up to the idea of Swerve going for the world title. Because I, you know, I've been saying this now for the past few months. That's your next AEW world champion right there. That is the man that should be MJF for the title. Long term booking is what we're asking for after uh, we just said we don't want it. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Let's see what you all think on the Omega chats. There's quite a few chats, actually, about the devil. Uh, Ven 3.4 says, Great episode. MJF is back and rescues the devil storyline. Swerve now involved and a huge 2024 awaits. Great to see him so over. Crowd and commentary with Tony Storm. Excellent throughout. Oh, I love JR's return as well in mm-hmm. the main event. Especially during Briscoe Lethal, my favourite match of the C2 so far. <coughs> Sadly, I still find Wardlow to be painfully dull. What do you think will be the most likely outcome? He challenges MJF for the belt after Joe. He destroys what's left of MJF after he loses the belt to Joe. Or he takes out Joe and replaces him at World's End. That's an interesting mm. idea. Uh, I like the, your pitch you had in the news, which is this is all a red herring. And he's actually going to protect Max. He's going to save him from the devil. Yeah, it's like... It's, it's just the amount he says, I'll bring the devil to his knees mm. in his every single video package he's had over the last couple of months. It makes me think that when Wardlow comes out, you're going to get this, oh, holy S chant when he's staring down Max, maybe Max on the ground. And actually Wardlow then turns round and decapitates the devil and actually sides with Max. Mm. It's like, I'm your friend too. Not in a Samoa Joe way, because you've just done that storyline. I don't want him to be the bodyguard to protect him for a belt. But I think Wardlow will have a lot more long-term momentum if he becomes Max's friend than if he feuds with Max. I just enjoy Wardlow's very intense promos. He's like, I am going to beat you up. I'm going to bring an end to your world. Macho man, though. <laughs> just, I don't know. I I find Wardlow a bit much sometimes. <laughs> or not enough. Will Campbell says, hey guys, I think it would be really cool for Swerve to be the devil. Even if he wasn't, though, I'm more than welcome a Swerve-Max feud, given how good their presence, promos, and wrestling are. If Swerve is Max versus feud after World's End, sign me up. Uh, Power Packers 90 has been a member for 28 months. Funny, the same people at work that joked about AEW attendance recently are now asking who I think will win C2 and is the devil. Over Rumble guesses. Over Oh, okay, so... In- that's coming up more than who do you think's going to win the rumble? Yeah, but it's it's closer, I mm. guess. But also, I mean, the devil for me has, like I said, it's I'm not as interested in who it is anymore. I'm just more interested in the drama around it. But the C two has been a bloody fantastic success. Absolutely loved the C two. Mm-hmm. S. Morgan, I think we'll get the reveal next week. I think it will be people who are released by WWE. I think that's the reason for the wait. I think two of the Putty Patrol get revealed next week after the tag match. I don't think the devil gets revealed until the end of World's End. I think that is the last shot of the pay-per-view is the reveal of the devil. Yeah, I agree. Uh, On the WWE releases, 
Maybe it will be some of the goons, but I don't think it will be the devil. Because when this storyline started, it was before the WWE wrestlers were released. Is that true? I'm pretty sure. I thought it was like the week after. Was it? I don't know. I'll, I'll do some, some Googling. Have a look. The devil. devil. Oh, God. How does that work? Because I think contractually, you're not allowed to appear on another wrestling promotion for 90 days. Hmm. And all the reports say, well, the person in the devil mask is actually the person playing the devil. Well, yes, but it doesn't have to be. The, the goons themselves can be the... Oh, WWE. but but I'm but saying the, the actual I, devil. The, devil. I, don't, I don't know if the devil devil is a an ex WWE one of the mm. the people who's just been released. But the goon squad could be revealed. Yes, as, yeah. yeah. Um, not when did the devil fall from heaven? Rather the day you. I'll carry on. Dematic. Whatever happened to the element of surprise in wrestling? Nowadays, everybody wants to be in the know. Why is that? Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I certainly don't want to be. I want to be surprised by things when they happen, but. With the devil stuff, it's more that we're just asking yeah. and speculating, as you would do mates down the pub or at the water cooler at work. It was legit six days later. So the oh. releases happened on September 21st, and then the devil debuted on September 27th. Oh, oh yeah, because it was just before Wrestle Dream. Yeah, because I, I think we when we did our first um, review of that episode where he debuted, some of the chats that came in was like, could be some of the, mm. the guys that were just released. Uh, Gajub says, I was at the show. What a crowd, Oklahoma. Well done. And one of the main devil goons, the opposite the ramp, was definitely Wardlow, based on his frame. Also met Los Ingenobles outside my hotel at 1am, and Roosh is surprisingly a sweetheart that took pictures and wished us Merry Christmas. Because he also believes in Tanta. If I'm seeing <laughs> Roosh... And I'm believing it too. <laughs> if I see Roosh outside my hotel at 1am, I'm just running. <laughs> I'm not looking back. Um, I also agree. I didn't get to uh, respond to D Maddox thing as well, but like, yeah, like I, I think talking about it is not wanting the reveal. It's just mm. that's part of the, that's why you have a who done it is to talk about who the person is. Uh, on on the Wardlow thing, he's one of those guys that has had on screen evidence. You know, the the roughed up hair for one of his matches after a devil beatdown angle, but no one's called that out in terms of the wrestlers on screen, mm. like they have the beer bottle or yeah. the mask. Uh, Aaron Hamrahan, member for 27 months. I mean, it could be Swerve because Keith Lee has been calling him, calling out him and AEW put out a devil shirt. I am him. Uh, love this episode. Hope you're all well. I believe um, Carmelo Hayes uh, responded to AEW releasing that T-shirt being like, can I get one? Because that's his catchphrase oh. is I am him. Yes. Right, uh, please keep getting in your Omega Jets. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars before the end of the show. The play-by-play review of AEW Dynamite. Holiday Bash. I like that not every episode is named anymore. But, you know, for the Christmas season, That's for the okay. festive, yeah, okay. because you've got Christmas Bash, and then next year is New Year's Smash. Like, it's nice. I just wish, because I've been watching a bit of WCW recently, the amount of effort they're put into the stages and stuff. That's what it's missing. Yeah. Do you remember when they did the first Fighter Fest? And they yeah. had, like, you know, oh. the beach, like, you know, the, the, the lifeguard. The things, sexy the, women. The sexy women, and everyone complained about it. But it was like, that's the point. It's meant to be a parody of, yeah. of Fire. So, like, I, when we, we watched uh, Starcade and stuff, and we did Halloween Havoc 97 for uh, the Patreon as well, I like how much mm. effort WCW went to with their stages. Like during the Attitude Era, WWF would have different stages for pay-per-views. Everyone remembers the backlash with the pincers and stuff. Now everything yeah, just, just yeah. all looks the same. Like pay-per-views look the same as TV. And I think that's a mistake. It is. It's sad. And you can't even put Tony Schiavone in a Christmas outfit. Yeah, where's the Santa hat? Where's, where's the Hawaiian shirt, but, you know, like your one in Christmas icons. Do you know what my bigger issue was? This genuinely annoyed me, actually. On the stage, and I noticed this when Tony Schiavone was doing his Christian Cage promo, they had a Christmas tree there with some fake presents underneath it. No lights. <laughs> no no baubles on the tree. No tinsel around it. Come on, lads! Like, little bit of effort. Like, it's the little details that people are looking for. 
wouldn't put you on a plane tree. Just just having worked in those sorts of environments sometimes, I bet they did have that plan. And then like, oh my god, the extension cable doesn't reach this far. Battery, How are we gonna <laughs> battery ones? It's not on for it's not on all day. It's on for two hours. Uh, also, why isn't Roderick Strong using that Christmas tree in his offense? <laughs> That's the real crime here. Why Roddy? Well, I just I'm looking up the rest of the card. Oh, Maybe right. Tony Storm could have she would have been the only other character. Yeah. I don't want present weapons in my no? C2. Well, yeah, I I agree. However, on Raw they did have the uh, Miracle on 34 Street exactly. fight, you know, where they were hitting each other with candy cane kendo sticks. And that's a bit of fun plunder mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, power bombing people through mince pies. Like yeah. that's the sort that you want that your your plunder match mm-hmm. on a on a show like this. Problem is is because we're in the middle of the Continental Classic, we've got to have wrestling up. It's all and serious. All serious wrestling from T to B. Speaking of opening match, no intros, just straight in hot with a, a really hot crowd and uh, Swerve Strickland, very hot. He's so hot right now. Against not Jay White, as I've written here, Roosh. So that's a prediction for what the end of the show will be because he was in the triple threat. But yeah, this is a must win for both men. Mm-hmm. Swerve going into this match on nine points. Uh, so this would get him up to 12 if he got the win. But if Roosh was to win, he would tie with Swerve Strickland and have a pinfall over him, which will put him into the yeah. uh, the semi-final contentions. Nice maths there. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love this match. I love Roosh. I love Swerve. I thought, you know, you can't, when you're, with Roosh, you can only wrestle Roosh's style because he won't let you wrestle any other style. <laughs> uh, but it's my—it's one of my favorite styles. It was so fast-paced. It was back and forth. It was never any working over one person. They targeted body parts, sure, but it wasn't like rest hold or submission lock. It was just chop, chop. Belly to belly off the apron. Yeah. Oh, it was great. So much fun. Like lots of like no cell spots and things like that. Do a move and you get right back up and then you do <laughs> another move, they get by rack up, and then you both hit each other and you do the double down. Like I love that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Like I think that's a really, really entertaining. And r- they were working over the leg. And Roosh went to go do the bullhorns in the corner, but slightly stumbled. Mm. And that allowed Swerve to take over. Hit the. Uh, I actually really enjoyed him like running straight into a single leg Boston Crab, transitioning that into a stretch muffler. And Roosh missed a senton. Swerve hit the 450, and Roosh kicked out at one. Almost as if Roosh was like, nope. And Roosh gets right back up. And I love Ishii's style of selling because he'll pop up after a one count and no sell. A- massive move but it's really because he's out on his feet and it's like an instinctual last gasp body spasm that's made him do that with roosh now he's just up again (laughs) he looks so pissed off roosh had like sorry i had a 450 armor on so like that move doesn't affect me force field force force field field, force field roosh gets up and he looks at swerve and i honestly i'm worried for you yeah i hit a move on you no you didn't no you didn't (laughs) Roosh just runs at him, but uh, Swerve hit a brain buster. Swerve stomp. I mean, he kicked out the brain buster as well. <laughs> Swerve stomp for the win. I, I love it. I think that a lot of people are coming out of this tournament looking way better than when they went in. Mm-hmm. And I think obviously Swerve is the most, considering. But actually, even then, he was coming off of the hangman stuff. Yeah, absolutely. He was already. So it's just, fire. it's continued that upward momentum. But for Roosh, Roosh was just. I get a segment every week on Collision. Yeah. But now he's like, oh no, he's one of the the main guys on Dynamite. I feel like it's done the same for Jay White as well. But Jay Jay White just main evented the last pay-per-view. I know, but people didn't like that match a lot. Mm. Like People thought that that match did damage to Jay White because he couldn't beat a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. But I think now, certainly when we get to the main event of this, he's the only person to have pinned John Moxley. And it was, you know cleanish we'll get into that match in a little bit but i think it's it's raised jay's stock i I, people were kind of down on the gold league people have been more into the blue league Mm -hmm. because that has been so much more tight whereas like the the gold league has had swerve and moxley as the two outrunners of the of the tournament i really like the gold league and on this final show as well i think it has been brilliantly put together a really well done league especially because this this whole what the, what you're left with at the end of this match is Strickland has 12 points Moxley has 12 points and there's a version where Jay White if he wins in the main event which he does Jay White will also have 12 points 
but all three of those guys would have all beaten each other. Yeah. Because if if they hadn't, it would just be Strickland and Moxley going through. Yeah. But because they'd all beaten each other, that's what makes it a triple threat semi final. I did a brilliant piece of booking. But I've got a problem with it. Uh oh. <laughs> Is it the maths? No, no, no. Is it looking at the table? It's all great. I just think open. And I love this. I'm, this is just my sort of constructive feedback If with Captain Hindsight. Mm. I would have had Moxley White open this show and White wins. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's White and Moxley who are going through. Strickland, you've got to win this match in the main event. Yeah. And then Strickland, who's been presented as a babyface throughout, has that great bit of underdog psychology that he's got to fight back after losing last week from Moxley fair. to win. I like that, yeah. Whereas what we've got instead is Moxley, who's definitely through, and Jay White, who's a heel, is the main event. Yeah. And I've got to get invested. Like, I, I was invested, but that's backwards psychology. I, I get that. I think you're absolutely right on that mm -hmm. one, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. And just if everyone else can <laughs> say in the, in the live chat, Ollie was right. Ollie yeah. is right. Yeah. I won't go. Well, I mean, in about 20 yeah. seconds time, once the live chat catches up to where we are. Well, let's, uh, and count them. Try and every time you, every time someone says it, try and put a number next to your name. Okay. So mod mother, if you, if you can hear me, what Ollie is asking is that when people message this, you've got to count them all and, not, and put them into the, into the, 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 I'm not, chat I'm not actually saying that. I'm saying, have you ever played the game where you've got to say like one two in a group of people and you can't right. say, so Everyone's got to do it. They've got to say, Ollie is right one. Mm -hmm. And then someone's got to say, Ollie is right two. But if someone says, Ollie is right two or three before you've said yours, got to go back to the start. No, no, no. Ollie is wrong. Oh, God, Ollie. <laughs> nah. Ollie, come on, man. Luke is right. <laughs> this is not going your way, actually. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it's Christmas, guys. <laughs> Swerve's a heel too. Nah, if that happened, we wouldn't get Jay mocking the Nana dance. <laughs> Oh, he is right eight. I haven't had one yet. Yes! <laughs> We're at eight. We're at eight. Can I get a nine? Sad time. Sorry. Yes. Jericho yes, next. Serious, serious uh, Chris Jericho's backstage. Got a serious promo. No jokes or sort of insider bits or angles. Simply said, Kenny Omega is out of AEW indefinitely. He was hospitalized after last week's episode. In real life, this is uh, because of divert di diverticulitis. Very, very serious. serious. Um, it's amazing he <laughs> like continued to wrestle and do all this stuff with that condition, yeah. that disease. And Jericho, you know, kind of very sincere, nice promo. We're all pulling for you, Kenny. Take as long as you need. The tag title match is off. We don't know what we're going to replace it with yet. Um, and I'll be waiting for you when you return with the Golden Jets. You know, you've got to end on a downer, I guess. <laughs> I said in my review, I was like, come on, we're trying to motivate him to recovery here, Chris. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I feel like this would have been better if it was done by someone that I want to see Kenny with. Mm. You know, if this was a Kota Ibushi that did this, it would feel much more. I, I thought it was well done. It was, I think it, Jericho's well, good. It, it is well done. Like Jericho just doing it. It's the, it was the, the golden jets will be here when you get back. Yeah. I was like, buy my t shirt. I'm yeah. the devil. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with the tag titles? Do you think Jericho gets Paul White back? Yeah. It's Sammy Guevara. Oh, but he no, that doesn't work. He's with Don Callis. Uh, doesn't have to be. He's babyface now. He's had a kid. Sammy's a babyface again. <laughs> Boo! Boo! Uh, Mark Briscoe then took on Jay Lethal in an ultimate loser match because they neither of them have won any matches in the C2. They're both trying to get their their only victory. And oh, Mark Briscoe was brilliant. Yeah, he was. Um, the crowd were great. Jay's very good, but Mark Briscoe's been fantastic all the time, especially in this tournament. And it was he who got the win in mm. the end with uh, Jay Driller. Well, Burning Hammer first. How often do you see those? Know, right? Burning Hammer. When he got him up, I was like, that isn't a normal like Death Valley driver yeah. position. <gasps> Burning, Burning Hammer! Hammer! Burning, Burning Hammer! Hammer! <laughs> and... Um, then a J Driller because J Lethal had just hit a J Driller and the crowd were like, um, I'm not sure about that. Loving tribute? Question mark. But it was a loving it tribute. It was. But because 
it was with Mark. It was like it, yeah. it was seen as a heel thing, but the crowd knew it wasn't a heel thing. It was fascinating to just listen to Oklahoma <laughs> try and work through that complexity. Uh, I very much enjoyed this. Um, I've been saying for a while that I think this is a- another lovely bit of booking within the Gold League. The the two guys on zero points being the final match, and it really being a case of pride and showing. I deserve to be. I deserved to be put in this tournament in the first place, and also I deserve to be in this tournament next year as well. Mm-hmm. I thought that both of them did really, really well in this. I loved Mark Briscoe getting the win as well. This crowd was so into him using chairs, and like you know, don't get him DQ, but he did like a big Sabu like launch himself over the top rope with a chair. I had a lot of fun with this. Mark Briscoe, crowd are chanting for chairs. You can't use chairs, but you're a baby face throw a chair in the ring yeah it's the referee's problem now <laughs> referee throws a chair out the ring boo yeah really good and yeah he, he did use the chair but it, like you said it was for the sabu spot satiated the crowd yeah mark is that that is smart working as well yeah um i, I haven't been into the sort of losing streak for both guys uh i it's hard to stand by that now given the fun of the three. Yeah. But I guess Mark could have beaten Roosh. Wouldn't have minded that. Um, but then you wouldn't have had the Roosh drama going into the Swerve match. I, d- I didn't feel that drama, though. Okay, that's fair. Um, but maybe I would have if it was the main event mm-hmm. and, you know, went on last. If you <coughs> if you did, if they did it your way. They would have done it my way, which frequently goes wrong. <laughs> video package on MJF getting inducted in the Jewish sports Hall of Fame. We got a Wardlow video package where he spoke about bringing the devil to his knees. Saucy. We've seen you cry, soon we'll see you broken. Oh my. What did he say? We've seen you cry, soon we'll see you broken. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we got the Samoa Joe MJF segment that we've already covered. Uh, Renee's backstage with the best friends. Orange Cassidy's got a title. Chris Statlander, you won your match on Collision. Rocky and Trent, what, what the what, what the f guys? What have you what have you done? <laughs> what are you doing? All right, losers, what have you done? <laughs> Put your finger out. And Rocky's Rocky starts the you know well talking about he's gonna get gold. But Look, I had a title a couple of weeks back. Yeah, just, but it wouldn't be like he was talking tag or trios gold. And Orange Cassidy just goes, "All right, I'll give you an international title shot on on Rampage." And Rocky's like, "Oh, <laughs> this I, I enjoyed this. I yeah. got a kick out of it." And you hate chaos. I do. <laughs> I do hate chaos. <laughs> Soraya then took on Rio. Um, Tony Storm was out on commentary. This was a fine match. For me, seven and a half minutes. It's not enough. Nope. I know Rio can do a great match. I did Just, just 12 minutes. Just 12 minutes. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for. Um, Soraya, I thought... She's obviously limited in what she can do in the ring these days, but she hit it really well. Like the brawling around the outside, Rio was ragdolling around for her. And I, I felt like they were starting to get into the entering the final third, but then it just ended. Yeah. I was like, well, it doesn't protect Soraya, who was the champion not too long ago and is a major name, and you're just whiffing her. And it doesn't really build Rio for this. What is a predictable match against Tony Storm at the pay-per-view otherwise? Yeah, this was a, we need, we are doing Riho versus Storm at the pay-per-view. How are we getting there? Riho wins a number one contenders match. Diddly D, here we are. Want any peril at any point in that journey? Nope. Nope. Super easy. Yeah. Barely any Barely convenience. Well, you know, the story is <laughs> Tony Storm. Yeah. You know, she was out on commentary last week. She was out on commentary this week. Um, Tony is the overact here. Riho is just a... Like I think it's almost it's also quite predictable that Tony's going to retain yeah. over Riho because I don't think Riho's got a cat and house chance of winning the belt this uh, Sunday. Last time I said that, Asuka beat Bianca Belair, so <laughs> maybe I'll be wrong again this time. Um, but I actually, I mean, I did enjoy Tony Storm on commentary calling Taz her favorite landlord. Yeah, uh, the human duplex machine. Yep. And then did you hear did you hear Taz's follow up line about Excalibur? Yeah, well, I heard her say like Excalibur. I'm sure you pulled some swords in your time. Well, Taz off the duplex machine. I can't remember what he, how, I'm going to murder this. But anyway, Taz said, oh yeah, like I fixed the lights while Excalibur, the guy beside me, does all the plugs. (laughs) Or or, it's something like that. And Excalibur muted his mic. (laughs) 
<laughs> Taz is so quick-witted. There was, and Tony. Uh, so lots of really good moments in this. Um, uh, on commentary, I should say. At one point, Tony Storm just said, at the pay-per-view, my chin will be up, my tits will be out, and there'll be shoes all over the place. And there was a pause, and Taz went, and I quote, well then. <laughs> she also said, speaking of tits, Soraya's back on top. <laughs> yeah, Soraya's back on top. <laughs> and he's kind of said, I thought you were going to say Tony Schiavone's next to us. <laughs> there was a sign in the crowd that read, I'd rather be at Nitro. I love that sign. That was really good. Anyway, Rio won with the running knees. Uh, you know, never thought it would go any other way. Yep. I just wish they built everyone up the same way they built people up for Max. Yeah. I, I don't believe that anybody's going to win. And if they do, pff, doesn't matter. Uh, but Ruby Soho was watching on backstage. Luther carried Tony Storm down to the ring afterwards. They stared down with Rio. Rio attacked her. Well, before the better that, of her. So uh, <laughs> Tony Storm got something off of Luther, and what she got was opera glasses mm. because Rio is small, you see. So she was looking at to see it far away. And I did quite enjoy this comedy because she was looking around to the crowd to show them, hey, look, I've got opera glasses. That's the joke. In that time, Rio had moved closer. So when she went to the crowd, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Because she was much yeah. bigger. Very funny. Um, they had a little brawl. Rio stood tall. Mariah May then ran down and hit Rio with the belt. And Tony Storm rolls to the outside. Tony Storm didn't know who Maria May was. Mm. Mariah May, sorry. I keep calling her Maria May. I don't know why. Mariah May. I'm saying the same thing. It's just my, my English accent trips me over sometimes. Mariah May. So she, and I quite enjoyed Tony Storm asking people at ringside. She was literally walking up to fans being like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was I, some quite good stuff in, in mm. all of this. I, I enjoyed it. And I actually, I'm, uh, Tony Storm, this is going to be a reference that a small number of people watching here are going to really appreciate. And I go, I think you're absolutely bang on the money there. Her facial expressions are a lot like Fanny's from the BBC sitcom Ghosts. Hmm. Yeah, I, I've not gotten into the show. You should do. It's very good. It's very I funny. I can't get into it for some reason. I like everyone in it. Tony Schiavone is reading out christian's pre-prepared statement he's saying he's taken his protege nick wayne on holiday got so much heat for this as well no uh well the oakland crowd were brilliant and yeah. also just chris christian channeling through. that the opening of the statement was also slagging off tony shivani mm. and tony shivani had to say every word verbatim uh but he said he'll be on collision to address copeland's no dq challenge and to talk about i'd imagine shane away now mm -hmm. uh no dq not the best stipulation for christian sorry for edge to go for there oh yeah that's how you do crowd brawling yeah but that's it was it was sort of interference that cost him the match yeah but you know his first match back was technically no dq mm. Then we got the Max and Joe stuff backstage with Swerve. It was great. Then we had actually the best thing on the show. Roddy Strong, Neck Strong, Back Strong, Roderick Strong and the Kingdom taking on Commander in a great little five minute match. This was really fun. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's Commander being flubber, basically, and mm. sort of bouncing his way around the ring and then Roderick Strong just powering him down to the floor. So, you know, some very fun, simple stuff here. But because Commander is, like, made of elastic bands, when Roddy did his end of heartbreak backbreaker, it was essentially a gut buster because Commander just went, whoa, all the way around. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. There was a spot when Roddy was outside with the kingdom because the kingdom had pulled him out. So Commander just decided not to do another Phoenix splash off the top rope and just casually tightrope walked and did a backflip outside instead. They did a moonsault and got <laughs> so much air on that moonsault. My favourite thing, though, was just in the corner, they were tussling. Roddy's on the bottom rope, standing on the bottom rope. Commander slips out behind him and hits a 619 on his legs yeah. to knock him off the bottom rope. Very nice. I was just like, yes! Yeah. I... You know, Commander's very good, obviously, and he's been around for most of this year, and I've always enjoyed him wrestling. This was the first match where I've gone, no, he needs to win a match occasionally. Yeah, he's, he's, he's so much better than they're booking him. He's 0-5, that's what his lower mm. third said. Um, another fun bit of commentary during this match, where Taz was putting over Roderick Strong's moustache, 
And he said, yeah, he's got really good facial hair, you know, underneath that nose. <laughs> <laughs> there's a pause. And this gallery goes, it's usually where mustaches are found. Yeah. <laughs> the Kingdom afterwards with Roddy doing a promo with Renee in the ring. Just talk about how Max is the devil. And they've got little signs that are putting up around ringside. Yeah. Uh, we've got a recap of Thunder Rosa making her in-ring return uh, on Collision. She'll be actually having a, a match this coming Saturday. Mm-hmm. Tag match, her and Abaddon versus Sky yeah. Blue and Julia Hart. I love Sky Blue and Julia Hart together. Yeah. They look like, I know they've been frenemies or whatever for a while, but seeing them now as like Blue has turned heel or whatever she's meant to be, they fit together visually. Yeah. Yeah, particularly like in the, the, the PNGs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They match each other very well. The renders, should say. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, we didn't get to review Collision this week because uh, Dan Layton was unwell. Two women's matches on Collision this week. I, I, I don't know. No one's been able to correct me on this. I think that's an AEW first. Really? Two women's matches on TV. Obviously, they've been on pay-per-view because sometimes they've had three mm. you know, when Jay Cargill was there. But I think on TV, it's the first time ever there's been two. It's happening. Equality! <laughs> Uh, in the it's break, to get Sasha Banks in, <laughs> which we well, I, this wasn't shown nationally, I don't think, but we got it on the fight feed. Tony Khan comes out. Tony Khan. Tony Khan comes out and says, "Oklahoma City, you've been so great. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Well, we'll definitely come back next week. WrestleMania here." <laughs> and he introduced Jr. Yeah, he was making his return after a couple of weeks, and obviously Jr.'s from Oklahoma. Lovely. Nice. He was on commentary for the main event, which was Jay White versus John Moxley. Wow. Weird psychology for me because Jay White's in the underdog comeback position, which is weird for the sort of heel that Jay White is. But other than that, this was awesome. This match was superb. What I love about this match is the story of this match is Mox is guaranteed to be in the semifinals anyway. So at this current point in time, it's him versus Strickland. Like that is mm. that is guaranteed. Jay White, this is a must-win situation for Jay White because if he wins here, it will become a triple threat. They'll all be tied on twelve, and they'll all have had a win over each other. It's a guaranteed triple threat. So you'd think then Mox would just be like, "Well, I can just I can tie this match. I don't need to tie myself yeah. out ahead of the semifinal next week." And Jay is going to be more like, "No, I need to get the win here." Because I need mm. to win this match. But it's the other way around. Mox is going out there, all guns blazing, swinging. Jay to the outside. Whoa, mm-hmm. hold on. Because in his head, he's like, I've got 20 minutes. I don't need to rush into this. I'm not going to like blow my load now. And I'm going to let him completely like blow himself up. And I'll just take advantage of that later on. I thought it was some really nice yeah. stuff in that. I thought these two worked together so, so well. I agree. Uh, yeah, Mox, like right from the get go. Got him in a choke, out the elbows, stuff you typically see in the last two minutes of a Mox match. Pile driver, Jay White rolls out, like he said. Mox is right back on him. Um, But then Mox's leg got sort of caught in the ropes, and White used that to work it over. Chop block, great sort of heel spot, because Mm -hmm. the C2 is so rule-abiding, even the, the other heels. Jay White feels like he's the only guy who's allowed to properly cheat. Gets a chair. Referee's like, no, you can't use that. So Jay White slides it across the ring as far as possible. Referee is distracted by that. He gets another chair, takes out Mox's injured leg. Love that spot. Mm. But it was really, really good. Uh, they had a series of near falls towards the end. And then at the 15-minute mark, they just called it for the 15 minutes. And Jay White hit the Blade Runner for the win. Yeah. Well, first, Mox hit the stomp. But then White flipped out of a paradigm shift. Really cool counter. Yeah. And then, yeah, Blade Runner. And that makes it a three-way. Really good for Jay White, like you said earlier, coming off the uh, full gear booking yeah. and loss. And then Swerve walks out on the ramp to stare down, hands in pockets. I loved this ending so mm. much. Hey, it's cool because Swerve comes out and it's just like, you know, here's the preview for the triple threats. You know, that's just cool. You're like, oh man, this is filled with star power. This is it. I can't wait for next week to see this. But Jay White was my favorite thing here because Swerve comes out and immediately Jay's going to Mox being like, oh, handshake, man, handshake. Mm. Yeah, no, it was a really, really good match. You know, oh, look, me and you. Next week against that guy, we got to we got to work together on this. The second that Mox was, it was obvious that Mox was not going to team with Jay White. Jay White chops out his leg and then is looking at Swerve and like, "Me and you, man. Next yeah, week, yeah. got to take this guy. <laughs> Look, I could do the dance. Whoa, Swerve, when you drive, me and you, bud." 
yeah, excellent heel work from White. I'm. I hope people see how great you know. There's, there seems to still be a lot of detractors for Jay White. Yeah. Um. So hopefully this this wins them over. Yeah. I thought this was uh, excellent main events. Yeah. Really, really, really good booking as well. Yeah. Very smart. Uh, overall, I know I just said all those things. I gave it seventy seven percent. Yeah, I mean, so it's, very it's, high three out of five. Yeah, a four out of five episode for me. As the the, the women's stuff was the only like down point on the episode, I would say. Uh, I don't think we've got any. No, Patreon no, shoutouts, but please do go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk anyway, because you'll have a WrestleTalk Extra with me and Luke reviewing Starcade 1997. I always nearly say Starcast. <laughs> I actually, in one of the files that I saved of us of our record, I've called it Starcast 97, but it is Starcade 97 we reviewed. Runs about three and a half hours long. Oh, we do yeah. a big deep dive into all of the goings on, because it's not just the Sting Hogan debacle that is the main event. Pretty much every match on that card <laughs> has got some sort of like messing around backstage or backstage negotiations people not being on the card, people being replaced on the card. Considering it's WCW's biggest show they ever did, this is legit the peak of their popularity, it is an absolute mess. And it was really interesting to talk about. And it was the month after a little-known thing called the Montreal Screwjob, and WCW tried to parody that and ended up doing their own Screwjob. Yeah. It's remarkable. Brilliant. Remarkable show. And there's also a patron-exclusive episode of Survival Series too. so you want to watch that, it's a load of fun. Let's get into your Omega Chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Final call there. Uh, Nick J. Smith says, The devil is Jeff Hardy. Mask isn't far off from Willow. It isn't, is it? Willow. Matt and Private Party are the goons. Joke. I think they're going with... <laughs> I think they're going with Jack Perry... And I feel it will be a letdown. Wardlow is 100% one of the goons, though. Not sure who else is. Maybe the kingdom. <gasps> to turn on Roddy like that. Well, maybe Roddy's <laughs> involved all along. Audio flesh. Wardlow being the devil is too bang on the banana, as you'd say. People want cold but injured. Doesn't move much because of the leg. What if the devil is Don Callis? The person that people think is Wardlow is actually Hobbs. Don prepping MJF for Will. That's an interesting direction to take it. Considering, do you know what is actually so interesting in that? Sorry, it's um, Don Callis was one of the rumored names to be the higher power mm. in in WWF back in the day, back in the day in, in 1999, but because he was there as the jackal, so with his David Koresh like qualities. So if you like, you know, parent, you know, doing this, like, oh, we're doing our own version of the higher power, and this time it actually is Don Callis. <laughs> Dan Violi, Book It Vince, says, I think Luke was right. Yeah, Mox was. versus Eddie. Jay won here so that Swerve wouldn't have to get pinned again. Then I say that. Well, um, no, I, I was talking about, uh, he's saying Luke's right. It's Mox versus Eddie. Oh, in the final. In the final. Right. Uh, Brian qualifies. Eddie, Andrade, and maybe King Ty with nine. Brian has to wrestle on a short schedule, so Eddie gets an extra match. Yeah, we'll send find out. The Blue League is very yeah. tight. There's a lot of possibilities for the Blue League. Tifa Lockhart Rocks says... Tifa. Tifa Lockhart Rocks just says, This is just sad. Why they, AEW, treat the OG Impact legend Jay Lethal like a jobber? He should be treated like how WWE treated another legend, AJ Styles. I think AJ's on a slightly different level too, yeah. to, to Mr. Lethal. I love Lethal, you know, the Ring of Honor days as well. But yeah, AJ Styles is a different yeah yeah different league kevin i was really into briscoe versus lethal as a relegation battle i hope barring injuries or other stuff next year's c2 will feature some of the participants from this year get well soon kenny happy holidays everybody happy holidays you bud. too ryan i'm personally not a fan of a predetermined tawny ending with an unbreakable three-way tie it'll be a good match but odd however if eddie brody and and Claudio win on Saturday, then we get a five-way tie for Blue, and that's all I've ever wanted in life. <laughs> that's a wonderful thing. It's just like, <laughs> look, I'm not a fan of ties. However, if we get a five-way tie, that's going to be the best thing ever. There is a bit, you know, a bit of me that's like, oh, it's the first year. It should be normal. 
you shouldn't have any of the extra bits. You do that later. But I think it's been so well done. I don't mind. No, I th- I've seen about the, the, this this morning. I think the detractors to the C2 are people who didn't like it to begin with. Mm. I, I, I think it's people who don't like it now weren't into the idea of it to begin with and found it too complicated or the scoring system didn't make sense they could understand the league table and the people who liked it were people who were probably going to like it anyway because they like the g1 i'd be very curious to know if there was someone who went in with a negative perception and has come out the other side and vice versa because i so far i don't think i have actually seen that as a take well who was it uh power packers 90 earlier said the same people at work that joked about AEW attendance recently uh, and now asking, you know, C two is a big topic of conversation. But we don't know whether they were also saying this continental classic sounds <laughs> cack. Uh, Michael Dominguez, Gold League was boring because it was just mock swerve dominating. Brian's been built to win, so kind of predictable. Also, why are people for Jack Perry to be the devil? He started drama and got Punk fired and gets rewarded. I think, I think Punk got himself fired there. Uh, he should watch Rocky three. <laughs> That's unfair. Or, or not just be, you know, I watched back that Hangman promo today just because I was doing something for a PFK list and literally watching that Hangman promo at the start of all this, I'm like, I still don't know what he's upset about. <laughs> That's unfair. Plus, he's boring. Andrade? But yeah, like it's, I mean, you say the gold For the league... devil. Andrade for the devil, I think. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know if you, I don't find the gold league was boring because mm. it was Swerve and Mox dominating because it's ended in a three-way. Yeah. Uh, I'll hot tag to you. Yeah. Um, and we also know that Brian... I mean, it'd be hilarious there, because if Brian doesn't win, your argument it being too predictable is, is really going to fall apart. Uh, Kid Cuddy here says, Swerve was in a blood feud at the time, and them big-ass embassy boys ain't been the ones scurrying away every week. It's jumped the shark for me at this point, but with Kenny out, what does that mean for Hobbs and the Callus family? I thought he'd be pushed too. Well, I think with Hobbs and the Callus family... Kenny and... Yeah, because Kenny and Jericho would win that feud with the Callus family. Yeah. Uh, probably get the belts on FTR and have a feud with yeah. the Callus family. You kind of, yeah, you got to sort of scramble now and find something new to do. And actually, because FTR are embroiled in their feud with the House of Black, so they're sort of tied up a little bit at the moment, unless you just sort of move the belts onto mm. them. Or you keep the belts on Stark and Hobbs, and on Stark and um, Big Bill, mm. and you do something with them. Therian here said, I talked about the Burning Hammer at length on social media yesterday morning and Mark Brisso casually busted one out come evening. TK, reveal your Fediverse handle. <laughs> Alex Dawson 25, last night was my first AEW show and it ruled. Mox was insanely over, so was Swerve and the Hardys got a huge pop on Rampage. Torres versus Vikingo was match of the night and TK Ooh. did the impossible after Rampage got Jake Hager over. Most fun I've ever had. I've heard Taurus Bikingo's great. Yeah. Mm. Rooster Libre has been a member for 26 months in a row. He says, can we get a Briscoe Lethal babyface tag team? D's boys as tag champs is money. Stop me when I'm telling lies. I don't. I'm I'm not into that. I've seen that idea floated by a few people. I hadn't thought of it, but I quite like that as an idea. I, I mean, I'm possibly basing some of that off on raw they did an angle this week where jay Uso saved kofi kingston from a beatdown. and while mm. big ears out and xavier woods has taken some time off with i was like man a jay Uso kofi kingston tag team given all their history like i love that god who takes the pin there <laughs> or jay they, they both take the pins <laughs> all the time no no Main event. Uh, although he did get a singles win this week. So, Fantastic. You know. um, Christopher Dunstan has been a member for 13 months in a row. So I just want to wish everyone happy holidays and a happy new year. May 2024 be a lot better for everyone around the world. Ringo is my favorite Beatle. Oh. Well, it's good for you. Yeah. It's Paul. You and Marge Simpson. Uh, Eternal Blue. It's George. Uh, Eternal Blue has been a member for. Not of course it's George. He wrote all the best songs. Hipster. <laughs> No, the hipster choice is to say John. No, that's quite... John and Paul are like the main choices. Yeah, but I I think if you're being smart about it, you would say it's Paul. Paul. (laughs) But, so, George is the cool choice. Eternal Blue has been a member for 30 months in a row. It says, uh, as many months as sub as I am old. Quite the coincidence on your birthday, no? (laughs) Wow. Well, happy birthday, Eternal Blue. Thank you for being a... Menberg for so long. Uh, and Misha here says, finished work for Christmas, so finally getting to catch a stream live. Uh, when the Rumble Party tickets go on sale, here's wishing a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all the rest talk. Parts fun, no neurals bad, chaotic neutral crowd, especially the mods. Jam, that's 24. 
Uh, do we have soon? Any it'll, word? it'll it'll be in in January at this point, <laughs> but soon we're so ironing out the details, uh, and we have an update. Ollie is right twenty one, wrong twelve. Take that, naysayers. Sorry, Mara is also agreeing with me there. It is George, though. Mm. Um, Annika, George all the way. Um, and Andy, do, do the poll results. George, poll definitely. Results. Uh, thumbs up, 81%. In the middle, 14%. Great. Well, thank you very much, everybody. This is uh, my last... No, it isn't. I'm back for World's End on New Year's Eve. That's correct. And you're here next Thursday. I'm here to review uh, the New Year's Smash edition mm-hmm. of Dynamite with Pete Quinnell. And yeah, you'll be reviewing World's End with Dan Layton. But until then, have a wonderful Christmas. I'll wish you a Happy New Year on the day. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Jam, jam that, that jam. jam, everyone. Lots of love. Bye, bye, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.